Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag AskWelcomeToHorror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening. Right, good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And I'm Dean. We are joined again by Dean, uh, back by popular demand. By popular demand, I mean we asked him to come back. (laughs) (laughs) He asked to come back. And did. come back, he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, is this your second episode? Third. It is your third. So you did Funny Man mm-hmm. and, and Critters. Critters. And Critters, that's right. Yes. I know. Did I tell you I bought the complete Critters for a fiver in Sainsbury's? About <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah. One to All four. four movies. Yeah, one to mm. four. Um, what's, what's the bad one? I've absolutely no idea. I was going to watch uh, Three and four oh. is the bad Dude, one. Two, are, <laughs> two is amazing. Um, yes. Uh, welcome. Uh, no, we're welcome we're to horror. Welcome we're to horror. Yeah, yeah. No, I always confuse them and us, which is a little shit. Um, but <laughs> not for everyone have just covered Critters 2 this week. As yeah, well. I listened to it as well. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, I do love that film. Um, and what I love as much as enjoying it is watching Jennifer's face of absolute confusion as to <laughs> why I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, it's a great film. Well, by great, I mean... Acceptable, Odd. yeah. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> um, but Jennifer, he's related to Jennifer now. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Weird. Speaking of which, um, we have got a couple of listeners we found out over Christmas um, who we were unaware of in Chris's family. Um, I won't call you out by name because you might not want to be. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope you still are listening and you didn't just listen in the run up to Christmas so that, you know. You can talk to us about it. Yeah, but they did say over Christmas dinner they've gone and got the stone tape for the episode. Welcome to horror. So they saw saw it originally and have gone back and have rewatched it. So that's two of Jennifer's uncles have have gone out of their way to to get the to get the movie following the episode. So um, yeah, see, we're spreading the word. Right, and on that note, Adam, don't pull that face. Nah, can I pull this one? No, oh, no, no, we don't is lovely. Okay, God, yeah. I wish I was listening on the radio and looking at that now. So, what <laughs> for the benefits of the tape, Lee's aroused, <laughs> visibly aroused. <laughs> um, I might have to leave. <laughs> you asked to come in, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to do this. Such a warm welcome. 
Um, oh. Yeah, Adam, sorry, what have you been watching in the world of horror recently? Well, in the world of horror, and I think these two kind of count as well, but there's... Frankly, I've gone tits mental over mm. Christmas. There's just been... I've watched loads of stuff. Rewatched Fall of the House of Usher. Don't need oh, to really discuss yeah. that, because that's brilliant. That is yeah. fantastic. Oh, I got yeah. that from Jennifer's aunt on Blu-ray for Christmas a few years ago, and she said, I don't know if it's any good. And I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's the Arrow release as well. That's the, yeah, that's oh, the one I was watching. Nice. And I really want... I, there's two things that I came from that. I really want those Usher family portraits. Yep. Uh, the Bert Schoenberg ones as he's going round. And, and Cap- Captain Captain David. That's <laughs> uh, sure. um, But also, Joe Dante quotes them. Uh, there's a quote from Joe Dante in one of the making of like retrospective things on there, which I think sums up those post cycle films so well, which is aggressively in colour. Yeah. <laughs> the, the VHS I had of it was a little bit. Yeah. murky and all the colour just bleeds into other colour oh, until I'm trying to can't it, work it, out. Whether it's a person or a lamp, it is like it is like watching it through quality street wrappers. <laughs> I love that look though. Like, yeah, I really like it. But yeah, you're right. It, but just it's aggressively, aggressively that is just the best summation. We we spend that whole like Tales of Terror. We were talking about it, and we didn't come up with that good a phrase. Well done, Dante, yeah. as always, an absolute genius. Um, watched a couple of um, super, well animations for kids but they touched into the supernatural and the weird I've never seen it before the Christmas Carol that Jim Carrey did yes. oh it's horrible yeah. no I've really enjoyed that <laughs> no I thought it was good but it is it is terrifying because they follow the, they follow the right they follow the book mm. correctly and, and Jim Carrey is doing a very good impression of Alistair Sim yes through it definitely um Gary Oldman, that's just weird seeing Gary Oldman, but with his face plastered onto Bob Hoskins' body. <laughs> so that's just a bit weird. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. Also, thing to watch out for in Disney films: hmm. animals that you, animals that are in the cast hmm. have human eyes. Any animals that are just oh. animals don't. Hmm. They just have hmm. blank eyes. They have white, red. Just glowing. So even in ones where there's animals, if they're chased by an animal that is just meant to be a beast of the forest or something mm. like that, they don't have human eyes. The eyes are the doorway to the soul. Yeah, and it blanks the soul, so they are soulless creations. I also watched, <laughs> I also saw something called Song of the Sea, which I stumbled on really early in the morning, hmm. um, which is like an Irish animation, but it felt really Studio Ghibli sort of style. Okay. Um, the animation style is not quite Studio Ghibli, but it is a really um, sort of striking, innovative animation that I really like. Yeah. But it's about a boy whose sister is a Selkie, which is the Celtic myth of... Women who transform into sea seals, okay. and he has to go and rescue her from under the ocean, and like he meets the like sort of fairy kings and the queen of owls and stuff like that. Okay. And it was a really weird, like proper. It had that same sort of thing you get with Ghibli, where it's like, no, this is just like mythology, but presented to children. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was really that was really shockingly good. I've watched La Antenna, which. Again, I've never completed because I'm basically, I've put it on and fallen asleep. <laughs> but finally, I actually watched it first thing in the morning, so I did actually get to complete. That's pretty good, you know, sort of nice, weird stop animation film about a town where everyone's voice has been stolen through um, a weird corporation. 
uh, and only one person has a voice who is a singer who is called The Voice. Okay. Um, doesn't involve Will I Am turning around in his chair. <laughs> Tom Jones looking confused, so plus points on that. Weirdly enough, there is technology in it in which one person is strapped to a techno swastika and another person is strapped to, uh, who is used to counteract the evil of that, is strapped to a techno star of David. <laughs> Not sure about the symbolism there. Maybe it's quite, you know, it's, I might need to research that more to understand Definitely quite what they're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. feel so. I really do. Shouldn't but, have given you acid for Christmas either. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Christmas dinner went amazing while the turkey, <laughs> As the turkey, like, melts from your fork, like a fucking Dali painting. That was quite nice. Um, and there's a guy in it called the Rat Man who has a really cool costume. And that's, yeah, that's an Argentinian practically silent film because mm. no one has a voice in it. Um, I watched Mark of the Devil, um, which is like an old 1970s witch findery film with Her- Herbert Lom and Udo Kier, and also a guy called Herbert Fox. <laughs> which I saw your Instagram yeah, post. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my my single take on that is makes Witchfinder General look like the Muppets Treasure Island because it is grim. Oh They're, God, I see, like the Witchfinder General. Seriously, this is like this is torture porn before it existed. I think really because it's just a lot of um, but accurate torture for uh, the time for tickling the devil out in the mad folk and stuff like that hmm. and. Yeah, that's that was what really good. Again? Mark of the Devil. Yeah. It's pretty good. And Udo Kier's really like young in it and you're like, Oh wow, you used to be like a handsome sort of leading man type, <laughs> not the weird bug eyed loon you are now. Although bug eyed loon, a lot more characterful. Um, <laughs> I also watched The Similars, which we should do mm. on this fucking podcast. I know you spoke to you about it. Yeah, yeah. And that is fucking incredible. Mexican film. Feels like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Weird, bizarre, piss funny in in an yeah, odd but in yeah. odd ways, and gets it starts so slow and just builds into complete insanity. Yeah, once you realise what's going on about halfway through the film, it just blossoms into. So madness. the title doesn't sound like it gives much away. <laughs> yeah. In a weird way, it does, mm. but only but when you've watched you know, the film. Yeah, um, and I really want to see because the director did an earlier film called The Incident, which I now really want to see on the strength of The Similars. Okay, so I'll report back on that. But yeah, The Similars we should just do as a film because I think I'd love to hear what everyone's take on it. Someone is. make a note. Yep, I already have. I say I make notes when I go back and edit them. So I'll I good. I also watched a Japanese film called The ha- The Horrors of Malformed Men. <laughs> which <laughs> oh, uh, now I saw this some. I didn't actually yeah. watch it, but I've. Heard of it? Arrow have recently released it. So that oh, that's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. But how malformed do you have to be? Uh, <laughs> webbed fingers, people stitched stitched together as a Siamese twins on the bum. Um, <laughs> just f- fucking. Is, there, is, it, is it actually a film, or is it just like going to a sideshow? But it's on TV. No, 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 no. It's a film, but it's weird because it's based on books by a Japanese writer who I've read one story by, and it was fucking amazing. And his name is Edegawa Rampo. But that's not Rampo. his real... No, that's not his real name. <laughs> but it's kind of Edgar Allan Poe oh, in a Japanese accent. Yeah. <laughs> Edegawa <laughs> Rampo. Yeah, it's like... No, but seriously, that's where his name comes from because he was just really into Poe. So he just wrote loads of really creepy short stories. I've read one story by him called The Chair, which is a guy... 
A, a woman sits down to read a letter that's been written to her by this man who says about how much he really admires her and she's brilliant and he was really pleased that her husband went to his furniture shop and commissioned him to make a chair and the chair she's been sitting in for a year is the chair that he made for her and by the way there's a hidden compartment and I sit in I'm inside the chair and you've been sitting on me for a year and it's been lovely and I love feeling <laughs> your body warmth it's like oh my god horrific. it's brilliant and but yeah only in the way that you know it's really sort of fucked up stuff but the, yeah horrors and mouthful man a film that you could not make today because basically it <laughs> it follows the theme of um, disfigurement and disability equals evil so yes, you know that yes. just immediately that turns you it, it turns you wrong. <laughs> so, but as a film, it's fucked as you can probably guess. <laughs> yeah. But it looks mental. It felt in places like a Jodrowski film because hmm. there's lots of just like this. Basically, this guy runs an island of people that he disfigures, and he hires his son, who's not his son. But his other son, who he secretly had, who's come back to replace the other son, but didn't know he was the other son's brother, and he's a surgeon, and he gets him there to make other malformed men. It's fucked that up. That is yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Over, yeah. It's all over the shop. There is a guy in it who, like, one of the, the description the ma- alone has hurt my brain. Yeah, the main <laughs> malformed man really look, has a sort of there's just a thing about him I reckon you could play him very well Dean because <laughs> it's like him crawling over rocks in weird and odd forms with all his hair hanging down length and he's got webbed hands and he's so but it's just yeah it's fucked up anyway so it's that is perfectly done that's yeah, been all yeah, my really, that's yeah. been all my viewing but let's remake it. it I think we should but we'll do it as the horrors of um, perfectly physically acceptable men uh, to prove <laughs> that hot, to prove that modern yeah, yeah. postmodern twist on it where it turns out that you don't have to be ugly on the outside to be ugly on the inside you know what I'm saying so, nice. yeah. I like it visions yeah. visions yeah. but we're giving it all away yeah Black Mirror Bandersnatch I've watched this and I know we're going to do it as the next episode I can sum it up in four words. Oh, my actual fuck. <laughs> I'm excited. It's their interactive episode. It is so damn good. Me and Claire fell down a rabbit hole for about two and a half hours of going back, doing multiple endings on it. It it works just physically in so much as you don't have buffering or bullshit. You know, if you was yeah, like, yeah. on DVD, like if you bought one of those quiz DVDs where it was like, you know, yeah. who wants to be a millionaire or something? And you still had the... Uh, and then it went to the next yeah. bit, and yeah, so on, then someone had left a big fucking thumbprint on the disc, so it didn't scan, and just so on and so on. So it runs really smoothly, but it's just brilliant. There's this. This is an advert for Netflix. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> if they're gonna do this, if they're gonna do this shit, no, well, well, I advertise Netflix. Yeah. I will tattoo their fucking logo on my head. <laughs> I've said for the last year, like the, the stuff they keep putting out, even even though some of it I've watched isn't for me. A lot of it is, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think their output at the moment is... It's like they can read our brains. I know, exactly, right? It's almost Seriously, like they've got that. an algorithm of yeah. knowing exactly what we watch. Seriously, you watch Black Mirror and it, you get into whole new levels of that because it's not just a choose-your-own-adventure thing. It's a comment on the concept of a choose-your-own-adventure thing, but also in terms of pathways in life multiple um, uh, branched reality theory uh, predestination who is God just yeah Yeah. choose Netflix or fuck off yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
There is that there, says it all, Chris. I like it. There is one bit where they give you the option of yeah or fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, you do get to choose Netflix, but I'll let you guys discover that yourself. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Charlie Brooker at the moment is the best sci-fi writer in Britain. And he started off as just a grumpy bastard. Yeah. I loved him as that. Lee, there's a chance for you, yeah. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He no, was the best grumpy bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean let's, face it, let's face it, he goes on to create Black Mirror, marries Connie Huck. Is there any greater, sort of like, <laughs> you know, as a, grumpy, as a grumpy misanthropic bastard, it sort of lightens the load a bit. How, yeah. how torturous must this be for him, though? Because he was, you know, it was all about criticising everything else. And now he's got <laughs> to try and stop that a bit so that he yeah. can actually produce something. Because he doesn't want people to now criticise him back. Yeah, yeah. Think, he was a the thing is, you can't. How can you criticise anything well, he's doing? It's, the it's difficult. But yeah. I think he's done the best thing by completely withdrawing from that. Mm. It's like, mm. okay, I'm not a telly critic anymore. I'm writing telly. Yeah. So you don't have that sort of option of like, oh, well, you know, in a way, it's kind of like the best response to anyone he complained about, where it's like, well, put your money where you're yeah. and see how work were you doing. It's like... Yeah, I've I just. Com- do it. I mean, literally with Bandersnatch, it's like there you go. I've just completely, I've completely <laughs> revolutionised the even the concept of interactive Netflix. television. So eat my dick. Have some of that. And yeah. frankly, if you're offering Charlie on the strength of that episode, I will. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess say Instagram was alive with praise yesterday for it. So I think everybody is receiving it just as, um, just as well. But yeah, I can only give him the praise of Eric Cartman. Uh, if I knew where Charlie Brooker was right now, I wouldn't be on the phone. I'd be in front of him licking his balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, <laughs> um, have you um, you asked for some homework? Or I did. Suggested you a few right, bits, yes. but I know it's been Christmas. Yeah, and you have got two children. That's true. However, I would, I would like to report that just last night. Uh, about five in the morning, when I woke up and couldn't get back to sleep, I thought, I know what I should do. I should press play on that thing that I'd lined up that Lee had sent me. And so I listened to the BBC, and I've forgotten what it's called, M.R. James. Oh, yes. The, so so uh, the, BBC, the BBC did a... Yeah, I did. So uh, the BBC did a uh, an hour and ten minute episode, effectively, of... It was Mark Gattis reading M.R. Mm. James stories. Oh, nice. So he told the majority of the story, but then but they, they had voice had actors as well, yeah. In, in Who I thought, so this was it. I, I was like, I thought, am I going to like this? I don't know. And I started off and I was like, captivated immediately. Mm. And they were really good, the voice actors. And it, Now, I've not listened to many radio plays. I don't listen to the Archers. I don't listen to much else. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else they do, but the only thing that I've ever liked, that I really liked, was the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Hmm. plays on the BBC and yeah and I thought they did such a good job at this um, and what I really loved was that I was starting to fall asleep again and it was messing with my dreams <laughs> and there was some weird stuff going on and it was, the, yeah, it was the one about um, the picture that kept changing the mezzotint now that is one of yeah. my favourite MR James it was, well it was fantastic yeah um, it's the first one as I mentioned previously on the show we went to 
Adam, Adam's just noticed there's an original poster, sorry, oh. for the uh, Woman in Black um, when it first came out many years ago. Um, nice. Yeah, someone gave us that over Christmas. Oh, oh wow. And I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, which is weird. It's just weird. Um, the first thing I saw was John Nettles. I was like, "It's got Bergerac poster." <laughs> <laughs> That's John Nettles, I think. So. Um, sorry. Um, yeah. So when we went to Hemingford Grey to see the readings of the M.R. James stories, yes. but they're not readings. They're it's, it's a theatrical a performance. Performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the first one we saw was the Mezzotint, which is my favourite story, which is why mm. we picked that weekend to go. Um, yeah, and I, I, I loved, I loved the stories they picked for this as well, um, especially the last story because it's a lesser known oh, okay. story. So I particularly because I've never heard uh, like a radio play of that one, mm. or there haven't been any adaptations of it. I've only ever read it, yeah. um, okay. and it is one of my favourites. So yeah, I was particularly taken with that. So what did you make of it overall? Will you be going back to radio plays? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought it really worked. Um, fun enough, it is it is quite spooky, you know, just listening. Um, so I think, you know, they don't need to do any effects. It's just create the atmosphere. Mm. And yeah, I thought it worked really well for that sort of thing. So yeah, definitely. And uh, M.R. James works particularly well mm. because... You, you don't need to see anything. But a lot of the time, they don't always just adapt um, a famous stories. They write their own stuff and things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, but I just find that M.R. James works particularly well just in spoken word. So. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's Mark Gatiss. So. Yeah, I, can, I can send you in the direction of some other good ones as well. They did mm. a stone tape a few years back as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, with uh, Julian Barrett. Oh, that's a bit unusual. Julian Barrett, and it was the guy who did um, Barbarian Sound Studio. Mm. It was the director of that. Uh, he like adapted it for radio and everything. And I believe they oh, did it in a weird, like they did a quadraphonic mix of it or something like that. Mm. So you could sort of, yeah, because obviously it's pretty sound based mm. on the TV mm. version. So the, the the radio one really was. But yeah, and there's some. Damn good stuff out there. So it's still serious. I don't imagine him doing a serious. He does serious. Quite, he does it quite well, actually. Yeah. He does it. Very I've, well. I've, I'm pissed off. Actually, he would have been him or David Mitchell would be the perfect Arthur Dent. Mm. Yes, David Mitchell would be the classic Arthur Dent, but I think Julian Barrett would be an Arthur Dent like a modern one. Yes, where people would be sort of more the everyman sort of. Figure that he is, yeah. I reckon Julian Barrett could do that really well. Mm. <coughs> well I've rewatched uh, the first series of Flowers recently. Oh, yeah. And what, sorry? Flowers. It's a really dark comedy okay. on mm. the BBC where. No, it's Channel 4, that was. Oh, is it Channel 4? Yeah. Oh, See, okay. the title suggests it's just a nice. Isn't it's, that the, uh, the family? A family live in a cottage in the countryside. And they're all slowly losing their minds, but mm. in completely different ways. Okay. And just like the witch. <laughs> <laughs> it has elements. I mean, there's but even bits where it uh, gets into... Less goats. Because mm. there's... Because um, um, he... Julian Barrett's a writer of children's books. Um, and his assistant is uh, the guy who actually wrote it, who's um, Japanese. And he has, like, a 
at one point he has the experience of his ancestors. Yeah. And sort of there's so there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in it. Okay. And um, but it does start off with Julian Barrett attempting suicide. Yeah. And it's just one of the most perfect sort of summations of tragic comedy I've ever seen because it's just mm. him out in the woods, throws a rope over a tree, kicks the chair out, rope breaks, yeah. lands on the floor. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought and he yeah, just walks back into a caravan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> And it's sort of like it blossoms out from there, but yeah, it's like the the and the mum in it, like his wife in it, is Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Okay. And cool. she's great. In it. Yeah, she really she, is. She's an amazing woman. I've still not watched series two. Um, as I yet. haven't, and uh, they are talking about series three. But are they? Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's just moments in that that because it's so like thick drama for a while when the comedy happens it takes you by surprise oh because you kind of because you'll be like deep into what's happening and feeling concerned and then all of a sudden someone will do something a bit prickish and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you get twice the laugh when you see now I, I like that yeah. I say that's what I like like we said with American Werewolf and stuff mm, yeah. like, that's what I like is when it takes you off guard and you forget and yeah. then all of a sudden it just puts something funny in and you, it, that's when it really nails you because you're just not not expecting it. It's getting the mixture right, isn't it? Yeah, it's very hard to do, but um, when it's when it's done right, it's amazing. So is that the only homework you've done, Chris? It is, is uh, yeah. It's, it's very good homework. <laughs> I didn't mean, to, uh, you know, I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. <laughs> I think to find. I, I get it. Your expectations are higher. No, no. I I'll, think. To, <laughs> look, I'll endeavour to here, to meet them. When you leave here, you go home and you watch and read everything they've told you. <laughs> yeah. And then if you don't yeah. come back here and you haven't completed that three-year plan, <laughs> they'll be held to fame. Yeah. Um. Wrapped knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Dean, have you watched anything horror-related yeah, in the last week um, that you'd like to discuss? Well, it's something I've actually watched in the past year since I started on Shudder. Mm. But uh, I've watched it three times in the past year, and it's called Dead Shack. Okay. And it's the classic Cabin in the Woods set-up. Oh, but not Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's about a seance with Shaquille O'Neal it's uh, pretty uneventful because he's still alive I think yeah yeah that's why <laughs> <laughs> someone that's just halfway through someone just googles and it's like oh he's still alive oh oh he comes around <laughs> signs some autographs <laughs> folks are black lets him look at his big shoes <laughs> <laughs> um so how many but, series are there? No, it's not a series. It's, uh, oh, it's a movie. It's just, uh, yeah, a one-off movie. But, um, yeah, it's, like I said, the set-up of the cabin in the woods. But it's a father who's, like, well, into booze and bag, just taking his kids and one of their mates out into this shitty cabin in the woods. But the nearest house, a woman is keeping her zombified children and feeding them. Oh, nice. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I might have to look it's, that up. Uh, a quick set up, because it's e- easy, mm. but the dad is just so fucking funny, isn't it? <laughs> is this the grand tradition of American dads? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's a dick. <laughs> but a hilarious dick. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound... I've, I've, no, I've, I'm I'm just I was just thinking the one with googly eyes on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. oh. say that's my... Uh, yeah. You'll pick that has reminded me, it isn't horror, but it has got a dick dad in it, so it does make me laugh. Um a friend of mine at work suggested there's a there's a period 
dress comedy called Another Period. The father in it is um, Champ Kind. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and it's really good. It's worth watching. If you get a chance, go and watch it. But yeah, it, what made me, totally drew me in. Someone at work told me to watch it, and I watched the trailer, and it starts off like a reality show. So it's all like Victorian era in um, Massachusetts. But yeah, they all have their little, and they all throw tantrums and act like idiots and stuff. Um, Christina Hendricks is in it, and it, it's got some, some other celebrities. Um but yeah, in the trailer, it's great because it just shows the brother and he just introduce, introduces himself as, Hi, I'm Frederick, and what I lack in brains, I make up for in incest. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I was like, right, I'm watching this. Without a doubt, I'm watching this because it's just going to... And it was uh, fantastic. Um, but to the horror, um, I finally saw the Hello- the new Halloween movie. Yeah. Yes. I knew it took a little while to get to it. You've um, opened a book to. I'm, I don't feel good about I, this. No, no, it's fine. I, I, it's getting serious. How all his diss tracks start. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I. Why does it look like the inside notes to the wall? Because <laughs> oh, it's written with Mad Screaming. Because it's most of it was written over there while we were watching Night of the Demons in the dark, so I couldn't actually see what I was writing. He I was guessing. But he was doing it angrily. <laughs> no, that, that, that's the level he's working on now. Gerald, Gerald Scarf takes dictation. Yeah, so the new Halloween. Um, probably my third favourite of the Halloween movies. Um, I, do, I did enjoy it. I know mm-hmm. I said I was a little bit meh about it. Because um, <laughs> right. it had some massive plot holes that annoyed me vaguely. But, yeah, overall... I did quite enjoy it. I didn't dislike it. Sorry, I made notes when I was watching the film earlier and I now can't read. So it was the question, as I say, my my few things uh, that upset me slightly about it. So the two journalists who go at the very beginning to meet Laurie Strode, Mm-hmm. So they're obviously there because podcasters, they're obsessed. Mate. Yeah, podcasters. He's bigging <coughs> himself up by. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no they describe themselves as no. investigative they journalists. Yeah, they do. So I don't know if it is a podcast or if it's something more because they kind of. No, they are podcasts. Oh, they podcasters. It's like there's um, there's stuff like Serial, um, Someone Knows Something, where it is a journalist actually Ooh. going around investigating. So. A good uh, podcast called Happy Face is. A podcast I listen to where it's the daughter of a serial killer talking about how it affected her life and oh. going and meeting the son of one of the victims and so oh, okay. that's, that's a really, really yeah. good podcast and it's current at the moment it's still mm. running I'll have to check <coughs> that out excellent thank you so, yeah I just um, put that in there but yeah so they get in the house with Laurie Strode mm-hmm. and literally the first one of the first questions he asked her is about the daughter, which is completely unrelated and obviously mm. just gets them kicked out. And that, I'm slightly confused by that. I know you, you've was, obviously not listened to, because that's the thing, you listen to some of these ones and you're like, how the fuck are you getting away with this? Because like, people go in and it's like, so well, you know your husband got blown up. Well, you know, what about all these affairs he was having? And this <laughs> poor woman, like, well, you know, I felt a fool, I didn't know about it. like, you poor bitch. Don't make yeah. her fucking relive this. And no, we still don't know who. At the same time, in the background, she's 
laying all this and then her mind is money, money, money. Well, dead yeah, dead yeah. Must be it's funny. <coughs> in a dead man's world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and as I say, the plot holes annoyed me vaguely, but I'm not going to. No, go for it. I think, yeah. No, I just. The whole thing she said, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, her th- whole thing is she set the house up and it's designed so that she can get him in and trap him so that she can kill him because that's what she wants. Mm. So why, when he turns up in the front garden, it's the first thing she does to run round and lock all the doors and windows. If she wants him to come in so she can kill him, why try and keep him out? Is there an element of entrapment, though? Yeah. In that's so much what as it makes him want to break in because it's certainly yeah. what happens with the below stairs thing because it suddenly turns out that that bunker is not a bunker. See, and again, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yes. Yeah. Although I still question, it's a trap. I very much question, I would not have wardrobe doors anymore. I could happily live without oh, them I if said, I was like I said exactly that. that so I definitely <laughs> design, I thought that as well. Yeah. So don't put them in your house if that's what you've got trapped in. Every yeah. time you saw you know fucking shut up. Captain um, Cabinet's trapped in cabinets. Will he get out? Shall he get yeah. out? Yeah. He will. And, <laughs> and if under the island in the kitchen is the hiding place... Mm. It's the the trap where she's trying to get him yeah. down to. Why go down there and then close it? Surely you'd leave. This is what I said, to Jennifer. So she's got a whole rack of guns. There's only one way in and out down those stairs. Mm. Just sit at the bottom of those. Leave all the doors and windows open. Don't sit at the bottom wait. of the stairs and wait for the bastard. She's been sitting in that house for what? How many years? Thirty it's years 30 or years. something. 30 years. Yeah. Just planning 40. this. 40. 40. 40. 40. Oh, yeah. 40. Yeah. 2000. Yeah, 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. 40 years, geese. Planning this moment. She means like premature like, ejaculation. She's been planning that. this moment no, and she's still got a front door with glass panels that he can punch through the stupid because bitch. Because she's bringing him in. Can, can I just ask one thing? in the bunker. Why did we gloss over? Chris just said like premature ejaculation and I want to know what he meant. (laughs) Actually, I heard it but I did understand it but I don't know what I said before. Well, well, I'm assuming, you know, I don't really get what was happening but it sounds like she just shot a bit too quick. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, she did quite the opposite. She played him round the houses. Ah, so she was was teasing him. I think that's what I think was happening. Like, she'd set up all this shit and he'd obviously been there a while. does that mean you're not sophisticated enough to detect this level of... No, drawing him in so she could get him down in the basement, burnt the prick out. Uh, All I can say is sitting outside an insane asylum drinking whiskey and holding a gun in your car whilst crying and screaming <laughs> is an amazing night out. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I've got to say, I do it every Wednesday <laughs> and Friday. Yeah, I'll see you next Friday. Sometimes Saturday mornings. Right, um, we should definitely move away from this now. Um, sorry, there's a lot of stuff to cover because it's been the holidays so we've all got a chance to see more stuff. Um, so That's I my do. new name. Hang Sorry, on. the preamble's gone on for ages. Seymour Star. Sorry. I was going to say, I've only had two days off. It's been oh, awesome. So I'm assuming your top three Halloweens are Halloween, Halloween 3, and then the new, new Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, I agree with that perfectly, sir. Yeah. Next. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, Goosebumps 2, I oh, right, yeah. caught up with. It was fine. <laughs> um, okay, that's the box art. There we go. There it, it was acceptable. The, um, the, Post I, a review. I liked it as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. 
It was really, it was funny, it was engaging, it was a family film, so... Is Jack like, Black in it again? Jack Black is in it. Oh, okay. um, he's mm. not in it, you don't see him a lot, but the dummy character comes back and he voices the dummy, so right. his voice is, obviously he voices the dummy because it's his creation. So. Yeah. Um, so that's it all the way through. Um, but yeah, it was quite good fun, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. The only thing that did annoy me is this nanny statingness which gets on my tits now so there are the good kids and the bad kids and they're all riding around on their BMXs around the block or whatever yeah town they've all got crash helmets on okay even the bad ones the bullying children who are 15 years old are riding around on BMXs with crash helmet. Unless you're on a ramp... It's a new world, Lee. You don't need a crash helmet <laughs> on a BMX. Were they wearing... Was it like, you know, the old black hat, white hat cowboy film thing? Were, they, <laughs> were, the, evil, were the bad kids in black helmets? And the, and the good kids in white helmets? I couldn't tell you. It right, just okay. really annoyed me. Let's move on to Ghost Story for Christmas. Because we've not covered that yet. <laughs> yeah. Did we all Sorry. see Ghost Story Yes, for I did, yeah. Yeah, the Mark Gatiss one. Uh, dead Room. The yes. Dead Room. Which no, we I, mentioned I we were very excited yeah. about. I was vaguely disappointed. Same here, to oh, be good. honest. Good, good, it good. Was, it was okay, but it, it, it wasn't that scary. It was a wee bit obvious. Yeah. And it was sort of like, it was okay, but, you know, Crooked House was brilliant, you know, so I, I think know he thing, can do better. Exactly. I think that's the thing. I expect, like, if it had just been a ghost story for Christmas written by somebody else, I would have enjoyed it more. I expect so much from him, and yeah. he didn't. I just, yeah, I don't think it really... It, it was one of the few times where, especially because you think of, like, Inside Number 9, where almost the the point of Inside Number 9 now is, how can I subvert what you think is going to yeah. be the twist? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With that, it was so linear that it was like, oh, they are just doing that. Yeah. You know, it was mm. quite so. That, that's yeah. the twist. Yeah. Well, yeah, the twist is there's no twist, yeah. which is M Night Shalman Square. Yeah. <laughs> and as you say, it's I know they said it was it was um, they were both written separately at the same time, and it was purely coincidence. Mm. But yeah, it did feel a lot like the Inside Number Nine Halloween Special, but without anything that anything made it that made yeah. it great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so sorry, Mister Gatiss, you're normally a genius, and I will. It was well acted. It, it, it was well acted. It was well put together. <laughs> Simon Callow no was problems. fantastic. Simon Callow was brilliant in it, but I just think it was just fairly sort of. Yeah, <laughs> which is a shame. Was, and I was upset Actually, because not we, a good review. Yeah, <laughs> we'd been out for Christmas Eve at Post the Mike Pub, and P F F M. We could have stayed in the pub all evening, but I brought everyone back here to dash mm. in to watch it, and then it was just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I won't fucking bother then. <laughs> um, so, on the other hand, though, to switch it up a gear to something that is very exciting, let's move into the main event. Ooh. Ooh. So, thank you, Dean. For the benefit of the same, Dean was applauding. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, we have just watched the original 1988 Night of the Demon. Let our friend. By original, Demons. does that mean it's been remade? Yeah. No, it wasn't it? No, no, sorry, I mean, no. there's, there's three of them, so oh, this is the, the right. first one. Wasn't. 
It was one in 2007. There was a remake. Yes, there was. Yes. And it was awful. I've never seen it. Isn't there a Night of the Demon? There's... There's, there's, there's Night of the Demon, film? which is the 50s film, which yeah. is based on Castle of the Runes. Yeah. There's also a Night of the Demon, which is like a shit Yeti film. I've not <laughs> seen that. Which I've only ever seen on the Horror Channel. But yeah, you're right. So the Night of the Demons was a was remade. Um, Jennifer and I went to see it at Fright Fest at the Empire in Leicester Square. Oh, right, okay. Um, big old bag of shit. It was big old bag, which is <laughs> which is terrible because it had Tiffany Shepherd in it, and generally she only oh, yes, I remember goes for really good um, scripts. And it did have uh, no costume, no candy in it in a small oh. part, which are fantastic. So um, yeah, but so technically it had a better soundtrack. But yes, only yes. just, only just. Well, no, um, oh no, but yeah, one song for one song, yeah. one for one, yeah. yeah. Okay, wins. so let's find it, Alexa. Tell me about the Night of the Demons <laughs> film. Night of the Demons is a 1988 comedy film starring Kathy Podewell, Alvin Alexis, and Hal Havins. Ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Its runtime is one hour, 30 minutes. It has an IMDb rating of 6.3 out of 10 and is rated 15. Thank you. Yeah, so we've just watched Night of the Demons. Um, we've all seen it before, uh, with the exception of Chris, I'm sure. What did you make of it, Chris? So I was going to flip it on you and okay. ask you what your oh, okay. reasoning... <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm like. I'm like you doubt in the film. <laughs> Give me a reason why I should like it. Come on. No, since you were last one, he's become very assertive. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Chris. Um... Yeah, so I discovered this film kind of by accident. I uh, moved in with a mate, um, and he's we. It was the house that his parents had lived in, um, and they'd moved away and let us rent the house of them. And his dad had a massive VHS collection, and I just remember it was a Friday night. I was in on my own. I didn't have anything to do. It was payday. I got a six pack of beer, ordered a pizza randomly picked a, div- a, um, a VHS off the shelf and it was Night of the Demons stuck it in and by the end of the credits I knew I was in for something a bit special and by the end it was a night that would change my life because <laughs> I just love this movie to absolute bits i say though those credits are yeah they're opening it draws you into that credit but yeah. it's really long for that time mm. period it's more like if you watch Pinocchio or something it's got three minutes of it was almost we like they wanted to do the whole song. They made it fun as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. That was fantastic. Mm. So the mm. the woman who did all of that artwork works for Disney. Mm. Um, and she particularly liked doing like Maleficent and like the evil character. Uh, um, and the and one from... Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Carry on, can't remember any Disney films, but I know what one she did. See it in my face. Try, try. Under it. the Sea. Oh, the little mermaid. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes. yes. They, they did Thank look a bit like the ghouls that come out when she's yeah. in that. There was um, definitely something there. Yeah. Uh. yeah, she mainly does villains. So she was the girlfriend of uh, someone who worked, who was working on the film. So they asked her to do a title sequence. Mm. Um, yeah, and basically she agreed a price and said what she was going to do. 
and then they were like oh yeah actually we want all of the credits at the beginning so we don't just want a minute we want like a full three minutes and we want you to blend into the opening scene of the film and the, yeah um oh yeah the pumpkin head yeah, yeah which is fantastic yeah so she basically <laughs> said well there's no way i can do it for that budget um they all sort of laughed about it and then she ended up making it <laughs> for the money that they'd originally agreed. So basically she did it for nothing. But mm. um, yeah, what a fantastic opening sequence. Um, and, and also, one of the other interesting things I learned from the documentary, uh, the You're Invited documentary, which mm. I thoroughly suggest people watch, um, they changed the title at the last minute. Um, so they were saying it was lucky because it originally, it was going to be called uh, Halloween, Halloween Party. Halloween Party, yeah. Um, but because they changed it to Night of the Demons and it's a larger name, they didn't have to redo the whole thing. They just put a cell over over mm-hmm. it to hide Halloween Party. Mm-hmm. Um, like covering up a tattoo. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. a bigger tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good because yeah. I've got Halloween Party tattooed on my left button. <laughs> Oh, there you go. So now you can, so now I can have Night tri- of the Demons. Now I can have Night of the Demons across both. <laughs> use the, use the Night of the Demons. Yeah, Night <laughs> of the Demons. Yeah. Yeah, the reason they changed the name is because it was too close to Halloween. Halloween, yeah. That's Not only that, but also yeah. I think it doesn't... If you were sitting there like flicking through tapes on a shelf, mm. Halloween Party doesn't kind of jump out particularly. No, right. not the same way. Night of the Demons is yeah. a very... And the front they Halloween Party the Massacre. Do you know what I mean? That, that <laughs> yeah, is it a yeah. bit more, but just Halloween Party on Just sounds like it might have been a nice Halloween party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it could just be a tape of spooky things and <laughs> the sounds of bats and some organ music that you put on in the background <laughs> at your Halloween party. I thought it could have been a, an Ernie film where everyone Ernie comes Saints around. Ernie yeah. Halloween? No, yeah. Ernest. Ernest. Well, actually, you saying that, I did recently watch the WNUF Halloween special. Ah! Any Because I've been wanting to know yes. about this. Yes, watch it. Cool, okay. <laughs> it's good review, yeah. though. Yeah. So, so it was made in 2013. It's supposed to be made in 1987. Um, and the idea is it's a, a bit like Ghost Watch. It's, mm. They go into a supposed haunted house and film in there but because it's supposed to be 1987 it's all been done like you're watching it on a video so it's got the tracking marks and they put in loads of fake adverts and it is like watching an old VHS from yeah and it's really good it's really entertaining it was a good laugh cool. I, I enjoyed it because no because I, I kept it was one of those things that just suddenly popped up and then I saw it on loads of other people saying, probably around Halloween actually yeah, thinking yeah. about it um, but yeah and it looked like it could be interesting and I was like uh, you know I was going to ask you if you'd seen it anyway so yes I did and yeah I I uh, only heard about it this year and watched it in a couple of days before Halloween and mm-hmm. yeah I really enjoyed it it was cool. as I liked I liked the retro and the fact that they replay the adverts and stuff as well so they've made the adverts and they're obviously nothing to do with it, so it's like an advert for a carpet shop and just mm. a which but they'll play that advert three times because every Ten minutes as adverts, so yeah. there's only so many for them to shuffle around. Yeah, and it's it's good. Cool. Um, back to Night of the Demons. Yes. Um, yeah. So I love everything about it. I love the aesthetic. Um, it, it, Stooge is one of my favourite characters in anything. He is a character. <laughs> he, is, he is. He's. And he's the thing a is, dick. every time you 
Thomas the Wang Elf calls you a bitch. It does. It's yeah. a fringe. Yeah. More times than Freddy, Freddy Krueger. It does. In the entire <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yeah. Everything says a beginning and end to every sin- sentence that he just chucks yeah. in. Is that, it's that classic thing, though, you know, where it's like, oh, get a group of unlikable teens and kill them in one location and kill them. Mm. That's the yeah, basis yeah. of most horror movies. In this, everyone genuinely is unlikable. There's yeah. like, everyone's oh, a yeah. dick in one way or another. You know? of them to live because I mean, I, even I people agree. who sort of voy, you know, it's like Sal kind of well, he starts approaches as a hero territory, but he is a prick. He is a prick, an half. I, yeah, I, I thought he was redeeming himself to some degree, but mm. yeah, then he just yeah. Roger is the only one who yeah no, but. And of course, and he, he has to, was, it's only when he steps up at the end and grows. As you say, and he's yeah, a massive coward yeah, all the way yeah, through it. All so the way through it, he does fuck off. I mean, if it, anything, he gets everyone else captured <laughs> at one point or another. Yeah, that's true. Slow, yeah. But at the very the end, at the very end, he does do an impressive wall climb back up the wall. I'd love to know where he gets back up there. That was a seriously good move that he did there. But the mistake he made was every time putting his hand on the barbs. Yeah. In between the between yeah. the bars, which would have made it a lot I, easier. I might let him off. I'd be slightly in a rush. Because <laughs> that group of crazy looking things. And the makeup's really also, fucking good. It was good, yeah. yeah. So the, 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 ma- the, the monsters are really fucking good. The yeah. makeup artist, and I brought it up on the last um, episode. If you watch the Your Invited documentary, the makeup artist is. It's not an advert. <laughs> we're not paid by them but go and watch it because it's fantastic he is Robert Downey Jr he looks like Robert Downey Jr he talks like Robert Downey Jr he is a smug prick he is awesome um, well, he's he pissed be, in an Iron Man so he would yeah. be a smug prick because um, he ended up marrying uh, Linnea Quigley so they met on the set of this movie um, whilst he was sculpting her boobs. Yes, mm. yeah. oddly enough, that leads to a relationship. Yeah. It's an old place to keep your lipstick, if nothing else. <laughs> Buy a makeup bag, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've still never got my head around that scene. I still don't understand why. Is that it's why you've watched it so many times? <laughs> right, okay. I just don't get why it's in there. But I mean, we're not, well, we're she why this it in no, there. No, no, <laughs> don't get why the scene is in there. <laughs> Just um, to mess to with you a bit. Weirdness. Well, it is, you know, yeah. It's yeah. not he, normal um, to put lipstick in your tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you told me that. I'm unaware of that. Uh, yeah. If you've learned anything today, Lee, <laughs> when not to keep your lipstick. Yeah. Um, but the guy who designed those breasts and uh, uh, married her uh, worked on American Werewolf in London as well. Yes. And was there. And apparently the technique of it being pushed in and then just becoming a nipple was uh, used in American Werewolf in London Transformation. Mm. Now, we just watched that and at no point does he stick lipstick in his Well, no, but it's five for coming in and out again, isn't it? In all six of his nipples. <laughs> or, or, mind you, we d- Lee, d- Dean might have seen the one we didn't see. You know, we were saying about we hadn't seen Uncut Wolfcock. Yes. So we haven't seen the wolf's lipstick. So <laughs> you have now. It disappears into a nipple. There we know. go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's just something about this film that I just. I, I always love the uh, Halloween party that goes awry because they have it at a haunted house. Mm. But the, that story has been done lots of times, and I always there's just something about it that 
just it's it's weird because it is it is a lot of cliches in terms of that, but I enjoy this far more so than mm. a lot of stuff that came before or after. Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's like a sort of I don't know. It's like it, it's like a, a measure or a template or something mm. like that, whereby it's like right here's the best way of doing all this. In in most circumstances, because it has nice little weird touches where they get like the wall shifting and things like you know, yeah, there's yeah, nice yeah. reality shifts. There's weird odd bits. There's teens shagging. There's teens being pricks to people. You know, and so I think it's sort of it has all the elements. It encompasses exactly yeah. what you need. Yeah. In in many ways, up until Cabin in the Woods, mm. like or the first bit of Cabin in the Woods, yeah. do you see? This Something type of thing works. done as well. Yeah, yeah, done in that sort of way. Yeah. And I haven't seen Kevin Woods, but I've definitely heard you all talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that one is in my mind. Yeah, we are holding it back until yeah. we've watched at least two or three slash movies. Because I think, if anything, the most the, the most that's an influence on this is, is Evil Dead. Yeah. I think both in terms of the monsters, a lot some of the camera shots, especially when it's like the POV of, yes. of the demon. Yes. Um, I do like the demon, though. And I like the fact that he looks a bit like those moving emojis you can get on phones now. <laughs> where it's like a disembodied head that talks, but it still moves around all up yeah, and down. Yeah, like strange that. And, Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think there's, there's, there's elements of Evil Dead. I mean, there's even, there's even the thing that there are bits in this that are fuck stupid. But, that has, but again, that has to be the case. It is. You know, it's like, oh, well, we'll get the extending pipe out of the yeah. <laughs> fill the room with gas and then light the end of it you know but we need to find a mirror there's a strange noise in the room next door what's that caused by massive fuck off mirror Close it but it's never explained why Roger comes in scared as scared as he yeah. is as, yeah if he bumps into a mirror or I reckon thing he drops his trousers yeah <laughs> what Stooge tries to pop in one no I think Stooge just is in there helicoptering <laughs> going look at that Rog you, I, I don't reckon, know. I reckon Stooge because Stooge is the man. I don't know if you guys have seen it. So Stooge and Linnea Quigley are both keep calling him Stooge. Obviously, his name is Hal. The actor's name. Uh, or Val. Hal Kilmer. I'm still wondering what you're going to say <laughs> when you say have you guys it's seen a, it after uh, Dean was talking about. Uh, uh, his name's Hal Havins. That's it. Hal Havins. Yeah. So I go back to sleep. Sorry, though. I don't know that. Okay. Yeah, we well, know you didn't. Well, no. Who was in uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell? Was he really? Yeah. I did not say that. That's it. Um, but yeah. Uh, but he is. So him and Linnea Quigley are both in Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolderama mm. a couple of years after this. I which, didn't make that then. <coughs> yeah, which, which again is a fantastically fun film. Chris looks totally. I bought it literally because I heard a, somebody was reviewing and they mentioned. Lay quickly and said, "Oh yeah, she was in a film called Sorority Boats in the Slimeball Bolorama," and I was like, "Don't care what it costs, I'm going and buying that." Yeah, film. I bet it cost about ten p. <laughs> That's about the limit of the budget. No, because again, it's one of those because it's not the greatest movie. It's really expensive because nobody oh, really? wants to own it. Um, I've got it on DVD, and I did I buy it out of an off license. I have it on DVD. All the an- all the antiques that are in good nick. Are shit that no one used. Knife rests, yeah, yeah. boot scrapers, you know, stuff that no no one bothered with. All the things that were actually plates and shit. Some prats dropped them in the last hundred years yeah, yeah. and chipped them up. So, and it's the same with that. You're only paying through the nose 
for the films that no fucker wanted. Yeah. So, so there's records. Yeah. Reynolds exactly the same. Think something's only rare if it's it only sold four hundred copies because nobody fucking wanted it. Yeah. And then now people want things that they can't have, but it doesn't mean that what's on them isn't shit. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think that sums up life, really, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Everyone wants something they can't have, but they don't really have this shit on it. It's a very <laughs> philosophical episode. It has been. Yeah, yeah, it's been deep. Um, it's been deep. So, Chris, what did you make of Night of the Demons on your first viewing? Yeah, well, as we've been pretty much saying, like that is great fun. Um, that is exactly what I would Im- have imagined if you'd said this is a film about American teenager types <laughs> on, on Halloween. The grumpy old man at the start, you know. Yeah, he, he doesn't who, have a lot of point, though. He's only there at the very beginning, then the very end. He does just bookmark it. Mm. And yeah. it does look like an older version of the Irish gentleman who played Moriarty in the Mark Gatiss uh, mm, um, Sherlock. I thought oh, he looked just yeah. yeah, he does, actually, yeah. I was thinking he looked a bit like Tim Robbins. <laughs> he does a bit like very old version Tim Robbins is that a book got his name um, right thingy uh, the, uh, Jacob's Ladder Jacob's Ladder oh that's yeah, it. yeah. Oh, yeah that's mean. who I thought of at first but <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah you know he was, was, was he, <laughs> like that sets the scene for this is going to be a very what you'd expect of an American but in the original yeah. script before any of that was going to happen I don't know if they had the old man bookend in it because it kind of felt like they did it slapdash at the end. Yeah, but originally, they were going to have um, some footage of a priest blessing the audience before the film because it was so evil that they may become possessed. Blake it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were so trying to be... Like, I was going to say, yeah, go in the old William Castle. Yeah, room. exactly. Yeah. Very William Castle. But, but at the same time, John Waters has pulled it off doing that sort of intro yeah. to films and stuff. But I think it depends on that's it's like the Hitchcock trailers where it's just him. Oh, if you've got the cult of personality yeah. around yeah. the director, it works. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Kevin Tenney, this was only his second movie. Yeah. And the first one's Witchboard, which I've yeah, tried twice to off. watch it and it's really bad. I saw Fair it enough. all the way through once. <laughs> so is this lightning only strikes once for Kevin Tenney really? No, I, I think he's um, done a, I think he did some great stuff later on. Um I don't know, I looked at his IMDb and I didn't think he did. (laughs) Alexa, tell us about director Kevin Tenney. Kevin S. Tenney is an American film director, producer and screenwriter, best known for directing horror movies such as Witchboard and Night of the Demons. Well, that's some of that. Well, there we go. Thanks. Thanks, Alexa. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Dean, you've got as much knowledge as Alexa. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a good thing. Yeah. And more. I've got other stuff written Ooh. down, but the book's quite far away. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a look. I made some notes this time as well. Um, oh, four minutes cut out by the BBFC. Oh, really? Um, uh, the part where the old man's throat mm-hmm. opens up. Oh, yeah, really? Which is the point of that scene and would probably make the film feel pretty weird yeah like just pointless right so he'll just be eating the pie and, that's it. and then his it's wife's just... patting him on the head and saying happy halloween he'll be like something something happened, happened in between. between so witch bald night of the demons witch trap the cellar peacemaker witch bald 2 oh the cellar is that oh no that's not so 
Um, Pinocchio's Revenge, which sounds like a euphemism. I, s- I looked at the cover of that and it was hideous. Yeah. <laughs> Demolition University, Arrival 2, TikTok, Endangered Species, Brain Dead. 2007 brain dead, not the. Not the oh, that's yeah. the. Oh, that's. Is that the one we. No, it isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, is that the one with. Um, uh, uh, Timothy Spall was in a film no, called Brain Dead. No, oh, no, Big it foot, wasn't called Brain Dead. Sins of Seven, no. don't let them in. So, who's talking no, about this Timothy Dream Spall Demon. Film. That's it, because that was the next film on the shelf next to this when this, I picked this yeah, up. This yeah. is what I had to look up because this to me is what is always the case with uh, uh, with Dream De- uh, with um, Night of the Demons is it was part of the Palace Horror collection. Yes. So it was Paris, uh, Palace Video who were the big yeah. um, like independent eighties video people who finance a lot of really good films anyway. Hmm. Um, and they all came in luminous covers. Yes, well, so all that's had, the one I saw. two of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Dream Amazing. Demon. But yeah. the list is Vampire at Midnight, Dream Demon, Edge of Sanity, Trick one. or Treat, Didn't Night of the Demons, Basket Case, yep. Brain Damage. But not on that release we didn't have Basket Case. I, I did at the house. Uh, Creepers, which is actually phenomenal. The Daryl yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Evil Dead Two and The Hills Have Eyes. Okay, that was the range that they got. Yeah, so there. I think he, I think there were four or five on the shelf of that Palace collection. Yeah, and this was the one that I because uh, I think he had Evil Dead Two in there, didn't he? I think sure. he did as well because I remember the luminous covers, but I mainly remember them. Yeah, because from. Well, the video shop or your house. Yeah, when yeah. I moved out of the house, I took those <coughs> with me. I took those yeah. ones with me. Um, but I don't See, know where I they are now, which is a shame, because I'd love to have those. I always thought there the white worm came on that. But it didn't. No, but it's that weird. sort of... It, because it's, it feels like it Dream was. Demon. Yeah. It's those British movies of that... Well, not purely British, but it's, yeah, it's those low-budget I'd love to movies watch Dream of Demon time. again. You can't get it on DVD. Oh, no. really? Yeah. I reckon it's got to be on YouTube. I think I, I think that might be one that was actually Palace funded. And obviously oh. they went bust, so there's a lot of shit that also, fell through the yeah, cracks. Yeah. Also, I'd like to mention how beautiful the Palace ident like Yeah, yeah that neon sort of did That just made me feel the 80s. Yes. I missed that. Even though it was early 90s, some of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of things I made notes of this time while watching it. Uh, Stooge can't use doors. Mm. Um, there's a demon or not. Yeah. yeah. In both, there's lots of times when he runs to a door that's clearly a pool door. I know it's obviously part of the acting mm. of not being able to get to the door. But yeah, he runs to a clearly pool door and he's pushing it as hard as he can and then he's surprised by the fact that he can't get through it. <laughs> oh, Amelia Kincaid, yeah. interesting enough, is now an animal whisperer. Oh, see, I... I That's Angelo, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, claims to be able to empathically... Speak to all animals. to all animals. She's written several books. If you, you flash your goth pants to Bear House, I believe you. <laughs> One of her... Um, she's aged very well, I've got to say. She's, um, she'd been, she's been inaugurated into... Uh, uh, like Horror Hall of Fame or something as well. Recently. Oh, is she really? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because she's in all three of them. There, there are two um, sequels to this. Yeah, so t- more about the sequels because I've never seen the sequels. I haven't. I've seen the second one, but 
don't remember it mm -hmm. at so, all because I don't think it's that memorable. So the second movie is so it's uh, Angela's younger sister is now in college, mm -hmm. and they all sneak out of the, it's a Catholic girls' school, mm -hmm. and they all sneak out and meet up with some boys and get a load of beer and go to Hall House. Mm -hmm. She obviously wouldn't go because her sister died there, and they trick her into going, and uh, you know her sister then comes back and turns them all. Effectively, um, mm. very similar vein, <laughs> very similar vein to this one. Mm -hmm. um, the third one is at an entirely different location, right? And it's basically some knobhead kids accidentally shoot a policeman and then right. go there in hiding and hide out in Hall House, mm -hmm. and uh, and the demons all come but, back again. But so. In terms of knob end kiddery, it's really escalated from like jumping out on people. Yeah, yeah. It's now it's cop got, murder. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah. Basically, it's, oh, you know, we're just going to hang out in this day van. Um, oh, yeah, one of us has got a gun. We're not so old enough. We're going to try. Uh, so, like, um, like the big GMC, so like the 18 truck. Oh, okay. It's called the day van. Is it? Yeah. So, what's a night related to the night man? I've um, <laughs> This is an educational podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And not for our American listeners who, who know what a day van is. Um, is it like a duvet? Yeah, so it's like. So, it's, <laughs> so it, I think. No, it's like Dave Vanian from the Dam. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a camper van, effectively, but you don't sleep in it overnight. It's just for. Just for day use. Moving around in the dark. Um, <laughs> Can I just say. Did, this did you sounds learn like this a from, sinister vehicle. I was going to say, did you learn this from, like, a nomad? <laughs> or an itinerant? Because no, that suddenly. I'm trying like, to buy one on eBay. Oh, yeah, right. Called day vans on eBay. For what purpose, Lee? Don't because for going away for the weekend. So I was like, if I buy one of these vans and do it up, A, they're the bollocks, and B, you can save money on hotels. You just drive somewhere, go to an event, and then sleep in the back of the van. Are you going to, sorry, I want to ask one question. Are you going to paint any of the front covers of any Rush albums on yeah, all the of side them. of it? All of them. Okay. Every single one. Do it. Like that Rankin Dagnum who had the Pink Floyd van. You have to. Even in uh, Freddy vs. Jason, they've got a day van with a massive fantasy... Day van? It's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's also... Yeah, but it's a very slippery slope because that's how Jimmy Savile... <laughs> he said, no, I'll, ta I'll take a van and keep in the... No, he did. <laughs> in the Louis Theroux documentary, yeah, yeah. he keeps in the van. They're all in a hotel. He keeps in the van. Oh, I'd like to start... This is a yeah, weird... Yeah, but that's because he doesn't want anyone to see... Is that correlation over causation? I, I think so, yeah. I'd like to yeah. speak about a very strange moment in time I had with Adam because of this exact bit of film we're talking about is we'd been watching it and saw him fall out of the van and hurt himself and I had like this sort of A-B button on my remote oh, yeah. which meant I could capture the moment he got out of the van to the moment his face hit concrete and then just reverse it and play it on a loop. <laughs> And yeah, we, we, we was sitting there for a good 15 minutes <laughs> and then uh, there was a knock on the door and Adam was about to get towed by the police. And whilst he was down there dealing with his car not being towed by the police, I just sat there watching the loop <laughs> maybe half an hour. I'll, I'll, there, I'll tell you what though, like, man, it's a good deep. thing we were sober. Because <laughs> that would have otherwise been very weird and a yeah, nightmare. It was one scenario. of the yes. deepest moments of my life was watching Jimmy Savile repeatedly fall on his face. I've not seen the documentary. And this was before he died. Maybe I should. Um, it's, it's fucking fascinating. 
just it, I remember you really saying it was fascinating is. before obviously all the yeah. horrible shit came yeah. out and, uh, and, and subsequent to that a lot yeah in the sink yeah on a cruise ship don't take gear you don't really need <laughs> anyway let's 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 I can't even remember how we got around to talking about fucking vans now. I don't know who's going to be in a fucking van. You well, were saying about there's people in a day van who went and shot a copper because of the dickhead children the, in yes, Night of the Dead that's it. Right, Dickhead yes. children, that was it. Yeah, yeah so they go in the shop. Um, that's why I need a gun in the day van. I think they go in the shop and they're teenagers and they're trying to buy booze. Mm-hmm. And one of them's got a gun and then the police come in while they're trying to buy alcohol. The cop sees the gun and pulls his gun, and then it all gets panicked or something. But equally, basically, some knob ends up shooting a copper, and then they all have to go and hide out in this house. And they don't. None of them want to be there except for the dick who's done. So it's a bit like the pumpkin head effect. Yeah. Where one of them runs over a child and then holds everybody else hostage because mm. he doesn't know how to deal with his stupid situation. That I th- uh, also I have to say I watched. Uh, I think I mentioned it one of the other. Po- I watched Society again recently. Oh yes. I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah. What the fuck was going on in America <laughs> with like weird incest kids looking at their sisters' tits? Yeah, there was a lot of that. There's a lot yeah. of it. Oh, that kid will not leave it out. Almost every scene he's in, he in some way insinuates that his sisters are really hot. Mm. Like, yeah. It and is even weird. when face to face with it, he's an horrible little. Yeah, boyfriend. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't wear that mask after him. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, it's Sal's just... a brave man. To yeah, steal exactly. That from yeah. Him. So how many, how many, how many hands in the fire out of five are you giving this, Chris? I'll probably give this. I reckon three point eight to four. Okay. Because I think. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. <coughs> That's it's, a low rating, man. It's not going to be in my top ten, probably. Okay. But it was very enjoyable to watch, and I particularly liked that it took me back to times of my youth when Jennifer was very angry with me. <laughs> I, saw, I saw her storming down the hallway with her claws out, ready and to black, yeah, sort of goth dress, yeah. I can see that. Adam, what rain would you give it? I'm giving it. I'm giving it a solid four hands burn. Four de- fourth degree burns out of five on the hands. Uh, it's yeah. It's not a top tenner, but it is a proper enjoyable. Just knockabout Halloween uh, like horror movie. Yeah. Um, pissed with friends or pissed on your own. <laughs> I think, I think everyone should watch it at least yeah. once. Yeah, definitely. As I say, that was how I saw it. Pissed alone, yeah. six pack of pizza, oh, pack I'll of cigarettes, and I love the shit out of it. Uh, how I came across it was you already owned it, Lee, and it was on my shelf because you'd moved out, so I nicked your films. And um, I watched. I said we watched Stream Demon. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy but shit. I had uh, The Unnameable, which I bought out of a charity shop. And I watched it that day. And I was like, The Unnameable is a really good sort of exactly the same storyline film. And I was like, I want to watch something else. And just without even ever seeing it, picked a film that was just a mirror opposite of it in many ways, but exactly the same storyline. And that was a, a good day for teenage horror Haunted house films. Excellent. So what would you give it out of five? I'm 
gonna give you a four. Definitely gonna give you a four. But uh, I do confuse it with the unnameable as well. So I was gonna say one day. I've maybe not seen the, the unnameable. Mm. It's one of the. I think it's one of the either Stuart Gordon or Brian Yasna produced. It's not okay. Brian Yasna. Oh, it's not? Okay. But it's um, one of those uh, freely adapted from H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like from a story that's like a page and a half. Yeah, yeah. And they made a film. It's so. like, yeah, it's like Night of the Demons but without any budget. <laughs> it's like Night of the Demons with less cast, does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I think there's less only about cast, three less people. Less budget, yeah. less lighting. Like, I had it on VHS and I just, I think I got a migraine afterwards <laughs> from how much I had to squint in the darkness. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. So, so for me, this is a solid five. Mm. Um, this is definitely generally in my top ten. Uh, I watch it every year at Halloween. Normally, I normally watch it two or three times in a year, this film. Did you watch it this Halloween? Uh, I did watch it in the run-up to this yeah, Halloween. So. Um <coughs> And, and the documentary as well, so... Um, that so I'd, I'd, I'd quite like, like to watch that. Yeah, yeah I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah I watched half of it, it's really good. It's really interesting. It's just them talking about how... Uh, so the guy who played Roger had tried to break into Hollywood and had been really unsuccessful and he'd basically run out of money and he spent the very last of his money on a plane ticket to fly home. Um, and then his agent called him and said... I've got you this interview. He said, but when he gave him the time, he hadn't told his agent he was going. And the time of the interview was an hour after his flight. So he's like, right, if I go to this interview and don't get this job, I've lost my ticket home Shit. and I'm stuck here with nothing. And he took the gamble, went to the interview, got the job. Like, it's just, it was one of those really... I mean, breaking into Hollywood, he can scale a wall quick. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that you've been pronouncing his name wrong. Because as we know from the female character who's always around him, it's pronounced Raj, 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 Raj. She doesn't stop saying it like the like Stooge doesn't stop saying bitch. Bitch, yeah. Oh, well, I did have one one little fact <laughs> to uh, finish it with. The lion eat a bowl of oh fart. yes, that, that is a, a John Belushi thing. And he had it in one of his stand-up shows and he was told he couldn't use it. Oh, right. So instead of having it in context during his yeah. show, he just walked out one night on stage and shouted, Eat a bowl of fuck! And uh, was banned he from was the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the guy who played Stooge had just read his biography oh, right. and, and specifically oh, said to Kevin, Kevin Tenney, is there some way I can put this line in as yeah. homage to... So that's lovely. Yeah. Um, right, so on that note, um, we will see you in a full night's time with uh, the new Black Mirror episode. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Mm. Um, yeah, so go and watch that, have a play, try some different endings. Yeah. And we will see you all in a fortnight. Thanks very much for listening. Night. Night. Bye. Eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> <laughs>